Welcome to another edition of the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. I'm Steve Casillo. Appreciate you being here today. Today, as we do with every Friday, we bring in our financial philosopher, our financial guru. That would be Philip Washington Jr. Today, we are talking about how to keep your money safe from bank failures. Yeah, Signature Bank went out of business just a couple of days ago, and we're going to talk about how to keep your money safe. Say hello to the Mansfieldites. How's it going, Mansfieldites? And for those of you out there who are listening with a, a very keen ear, it is that time of year where uh, we we get uh, little sinus things going on with uh, with allergies, and um, uh, Philip is experiencing that uh, today. Just love him. Just gotta love him. I appreciate him. It reminds me of springtime. That's right. That's right. Where the uh, the tulips blossom. And the mucus does too. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about allergies. We are here to talk about uh, how to keep your money safe from bank failures. And it, when I when I think of bank failures, it's it it has to do with assets and and assets in general. Uh, I wrote down some notes here that. Stocks are an asset. Real estate is an asset. Your 401k is an asset. Money in general, and they they all have the risk of failing. And so I guess the, the, the going back to your, your topic, uh, how does one keep your money safe from bank failures? Yep. So I think it's super helpful for me to dematerialize all concepts into like like ideas, like take it out of the material world and transfer it to an idea. Because uh, um, ideas, you know, uh, also have life and death cycles, but it's easier to understand it when it's an idea. When you think of something, when we think of money like, or at least when I think of money like stocks, bonds, real estate, it, it complicates it. But when I think of it as like, um, as like value, yeah. right, that is communicated throughout uh an economy, then it then it makes more sense because then you realize you you never like money is actually never really lost um, because if you look at the wealth of the world, it's progressively increasing bigger and bigger over time, right? The the the, the different forms of it might fade away, but like money never actually like dies; it just changes form. So once you think about it from that perspective, then you go. All right. In order to protect it, I have to, I have to position my my assets in ideas that uh, that will survive. And so, uh, what's undefeated is money is gonna money is gonna follow uh, the best ideas of the newer generation. The simplest way to put it. Mm-hmm. So, since the beginning of time, if you look at the the best ideas, the most productive ideas, the most transparent ideas, the ideas with the most freedom, um, then money dematerializes out of old ideas and finds itself in in new ideas, right? So you think of um, you think of when we went from uh, the pound to the dollar in the 1900s. You know that was an example of you know going from an old older type economy to yeah. a, to a newer economy. Then you think about when we formed the futures market uh, in the 70s uh, when we delinked from the dollar, and that was a new form of money, right? Now now you think of, and, and I talk a lot about crypto uh, as, a, as a new financial system or a new form of money, but it can even be 
owning stock in like Robinhood or Coinbase, but it's it's what is the next generation's uh, store value? Uh, what are they going to want? What are they going to want to put their money towards? And if you own those assets with those ideas that 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 have those ideas back of them with freedom, uh, all that kind of stuff, then your money is 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 historically going to be safe. Sure. And you talk about uh, in in your podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple, as as you recorded that podcast earlier this morning, which, by the way, you can find on uh, any major podcast uh, platform. You talked about how generations, um, for instance, my grandparents didn't like Elvis, but then my parents didn't like Led Zeppelin, which then uh, uh, we uh, didn't like our kids' music, and that as we go through the generations, you have to embrace the younger generation because they're 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 the next they're the next idea. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it's and when you think about it, it's kind of an asinine concept. Once you look at it, and you go the arrogance of each generation to think that the future is going to look like, like, like their uh, current or their past. Right. Once you just open up and you go, I don't, I don't have to understand the new generation to understand the truth of like their ideas are going to flourish and and grow up. Right. And so, um, yeah, just like, just, just like money, you know, a lot of people are going, but I just don't understand you know, artificial intelligence, or I just don't understand crypto. I just don't understand Bitcoin. And I was like, well, you know, you don't understand it mostly because you don't want to understand it. Uh, I was going to say, you know, artificial intelligence probably takes 10 minutes to, to learn yeah. about what it does. Yeah. No. So, yeah, I mean, mo- mo- most of it is like, you know, we have like, we have like beliefs Think of think of beliefs like containers that we put ourselves in. Like we intentionally put ourselves in a container, put the lid on, and then go. This is <laughs> this is my room. And so you like if somebody presents you something outside of that container, you go. Mm, I don't believe it. I don't understand it. Right? Because you put yourself in a container. Right? If you if you come out the container, it's a lot easier to understand once you take yourself out of that belief. But once you keep yourself locked in that belief. And you can't understand it because you don't want to understand it because you put a lid on it. You closed your mind. Ooh, that's deep. <laughs> that's, <clears throat> that's very deep. So the uh, – all right. So Signature Bank was the was the most recent one to go out of uh, – to fail. And uh, from what I've read, the majority of those that had their money in that bank were Silicon Valley um, – executives and 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 doing a, again just a little bit of research that your money is protected by the FDIC only up to $250,000. Mm-hmm. And if you are a Silicon Valley executive, there's probably a good chance that you've got a little more than that in that bank. So uh what are what are some of the ways that first of all, do you lose that money if you have more than $250,000 in the bank? If if the government doesn't provide a backstop, then yes. But the you got I think about incentives. The incentives of the government is to like guarantee over and above that amount because once the government does not guarantee over and above the FDIC insurance li- insurance limits, then everybody freaks out and you have a massive bank failure like 1929. So the the ones that run it are are, are pretty smart. They know 
but they're not going to do. And, and so some people go, well, why do they say guarantee up to 250000 It All of this is more like a, 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 a it's a book called a, a confidence game, right? Yeah. It's just a confidence game, but uh, th- more than likely, they're going to make sure there's no bank run. So they're going to guarantee more than what's necessary because they want to stop the flow of, of money coming out of the financial system, which will like collapse and crater everything. But there's consequences for guaranteeing money because the government can literally always push a button and like put keep the deposits in there. They can always create more money. The consequences of that is uh, lots of inflation, right? So they want to they want to balance lots of inflation with a de- a depression that comes from bank failures. But now they're in a conundrum because. They have no choice but to save the system, which is going to lead to inflation. And this happens over and over again, right? If you look at every 40, 49, 50 years or so, we have a massive decade of crazy inflation because of like this situation we keep putting ourselves. It's an over-indebted system. You try to protect inflation. That that doesn't work because you have too much debt. Banks start to fail when they start raising rates. And then you just, and then you have the system. So um, it's, it's it's a natural process, you know, natural process. Uh, we know what they're going to do, and so as an investor, what you want to do is have your money in assets that will will likely grow at a higher rate than uh, than the money printing rate, which are assets that are youthful, assets of the next generation, assets that have a lot of upside. Uh, it's it's just like life. Right? If if you're going to bet, bet on the youth. Yeah. Not, like ADOs have a lot of wisdom. Right. And and that's and you appreciate that. But like insurance companies don't write life insurance policies on 80 year olds for a reason. <laughs> it's because they're going to lose that bet. They're going to lose that bet. Didn't you say it was Dale Carnegie that only that always does business with uh, 30 something? 30. He probably did, too. It was uh, his. I wonder if they're related. Andrew Carnegie. The Andrew. Steel guy. OK. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Get my Carnegie's mixed up. Hey, same thing. They both are wise, all rich right. guys. And uh, all right, so we got about a minute or so left. Uh, do you want to recap or or just embrace the future? Em- embrace the future. Remove fear, lack, and arrogance from your mindset, and then and then you'll you'll see what's going on. Uh, but that to me, that's the that's the main thing. Get your mind right. If someone wanted to get their mind right with Philip Washington Jr., how can they reach out to you and uh, uh, for more information? Best way is StonehillWealthManagement.com. That is StonehillWealthManagement.com. Yes, yes. Uh, have a great week. We'll do this again next week. See you next week. Thanks, Steve. We appreciate you listening to the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. By the way, if you own a business and you are interested in being a part of the Consumer Advice Series, if you have the knowledge to give information in 10-minute increments to the consumers, shoot me an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is info at aboutmansfield.com. We'll tell you how we can get you all set up. Appreciate it. We do it again next week right here on the podcast.